0: hey everybody welcome to rebuilding with missy and crimson i am missy i'm crimson and we are here for uh, episode seven we are here to talk about everything is local and we're going to go over why the local races matter more than anything else in your life
1: It does matter more than anything else, and nobody really understands that, which is why we're doing a whole episode about
0: it. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about local stuff, so we're here to talk about it.
1: So we are really
0: lucky to have uh, a very special guest with us, one of our favorite people in the world, Mm -hmm. Connie Grubbs. Connie, please say hello.
1: Hello. And I want to correct, it's Councilwoman Grubbs. Oh, thank you. Thank you.
0: Councilwoman
2: motherfucking Grubbs. Yes.
1: (laughs) Let's keep the trend going. <laughs> I'm not a colonel so <laughs> maybe someday maybe we have goals.
0: <laughs> so Connie uh, currently serves on the Fort Thomas City Council. She also ran for Campbell County Commissioner in 2018 and she is here to just kind of like walk us through uh you know local politics and why it matters. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so local politics to me is a big deal because I feel like in 1980 Ronald Reagan was like everything is local. And I know that I think Tip O'Neill is just a tip like known for that saying, but Ronald Reagan really directed the Republican Party to go from bottom up in terms of we need to win every city council. We need to win the school boards. We need to win the commissioners. We need to win the state houses. We need to win the governors. And we're now living in the age of consequence of that, like, which is why Anyone in a red state, everything is so much redder than it was 20 years ago because we're seeing that come to life. And so it's time for Democrats to give a shit about local, which is why we're doing a whole podcast again about local. And we have someone who has dedicated a lot of time and energy into engaging in local politics. And for those that don't know, it's quite lucrative. I mean, it comes with a two-figure salary (laughs) annually. (laughs) So $17, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I think you get like 80 bucks a year. So the best
2: is I had to fill out a tax form for it. So, you know, yay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> although I don't even think you'll make your $600 minimum to have to no. file it. Uh, ridiculous. That is hilarious. So yeah. yeah, people that run for local offices, I mean, they aren't doing it for prestige. They aren't doing it for money. They aren't doing it for power. They're doing it purely to impact their community and I think that's what we want to talk about is why local impacts us so much. Well, and to add to that, Crimson,
2: I mean, you mentioned Reagan in the eighties. And one of the reasons that that is such a powerful thing is getting involved in local politics is so powerful is that you are building turnout for higher races, because mm-hmm. if you get your local people engaged and involved at whatever party or whatever they're doing, they're going to vote for those t- other top ticket races too. And you're also building your talent. You're building your bench.
1: Right. So, yes. And
2: that, that's hugely important. It's something that I really feel like we've dropped the ball on as Democrats in Kentucky specifically, because that's what I know. But we, we're not building our benches by by not having really strong candidates for school board, really strong candidates for city council, because um, that's where you kind of you kind of dip your feet in the water and see if it's something you want to continue.
0: Oh, my God. I love that. We do not talk about boating our bench enough. This is one <laughs> of my favorite topics. Thank you, Connie. No problem.
1: Well, it's hard to build your bench, too, though, when It's hard to motivate people to run for these offices because even though, you know, a lot of them are nonpartisan, they're still very hard and competitive races to run. Mm -hmm. Um, They still require, I mean, even, yeah, on city council, it's not like it was free. You spent a few grand, if not Mm -hmm. more. You spent a lot of time. You spent a lot of effort. You had to have a lot of volunteers. And that was just for one seat in a small city in northern Kentucky, right? Mm -hmm. And so all of these seats require so much work and so much effort and so much energy. And the turnout the you don't get much out of it. So the hope to your point is that you're building that bench, right? You have someone that has tried and true to experience, maybe it's just at city council level, but then it goes to commissioner and then it goes and and that's just something we have not done. And I think the Republicans have done such a better job and you can see that in the makeup at the federal level. Like, yes. if you look at our congressional delegation and our Senate delegation, we skew much older yep. than the old white Republicans that we complain about. They have a lot of young people because they have been doing this. They've built their bench. I mean, look at our attorney general here in Kentucky. Yep. He's my age. I mean, he's young sure. and he's an attorney general. Same with our secretary of state. He's my age. He, you know, like all of them, Ryan Quarles, are. I never do the agriculture Agriculture. stuff. (laughs) I'm always like fish and animals stuff. (laughs) He likes Um, nature. (laughs) The nature person, Ryan Quarles. Hi, I'm nature expert Dorian Ditson, and I'm here to persuade you against going in the outdoors. But yeah, like all of them are like my age and they have been pruned to like be climbing the ladder. And when you look at the Democratic side, who do we have? Who do we have right now to run for secretary of state? do we have right now to run? I mean, we, we don't have that. And part of that is because we don't have people climbing the ladder to get to that point. Um, Right. And And the
2: more, the more people who run, the more talent there is to help people run. right? Right. So just because like when I ran for county commissioner in 2018, I used what I learned there to run for city council. Right. So you're, I'm building upon the knowledge I gained. And even if I, if I never run again, you have my knowledge still, right? You have my Mm -hmm. experience that I can then lend towards the next democratic candidate that wants to run for whatever in in the county. Um, Right, and And your army. Yeah, yeah. and then my volunteers. And that's just as
1: important as running myself, right? Like Mm -hmm. building that talent is just as important. Exactly. And I I, I mean, that's part of the reason I loved when Connie ran for city council, because (laughs) you do have that organizing background and you do have that skill. And I think that- you leveraged it in a way that brought a lot of people that wouldn't normally be in to politics or give a shit to do things like just hang door hangers on the door. Yeah. I mean, you had my seven year old like yeah. <laughs> running the streets with, you know, but that's great. I mean, it's civic engagement. In fact, yeah. I've been doing like a social studies curriculum outside of the remote program with a and one of the things he had to answer was what things have you done that civic engagement and it was hilarious his list, his list was huge <laughs> that sounds, that's great old. but the first thing you put on was i helped connie grubbs win a city council seat like yeah. he takes he's a narcissist so he thinks he's the reason you won not you so um, tell him it <laughs> <laughs> but you got kids involved you got a lot of people in the community Thanks. involved and i think that helps Build, even though that's a nonpartisan race, and that's something we're going to talk about nonpartisan versus partisan. So, a nonpartisan race means you don't have a letter behind your name, you are who you are. So, you ran as Connie Grubbs, period. Yep. But we are in a small city, you have a Bernie sign in your window, you live on the main drag of our city. Yep, everyone knows where you stand on the political spectrum, but it didn't hurt you. No, and I, it, and why do you think that is?
2: Um, i think i've i think i have a reputation as a community leader in not just in politics right so i'm on the ppo i care deeply about the community um uh, when we went to you no know, you know in the in the age of covid when we were talking about remote learning you know i was having conversations with parents there are plenty of conservative parents i had conversations with that you know I, i'm 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 coming at it as a win win situation i'm not i'm not looking to get my point across right i'm i'm just open, I'm honest, and I want to help everyone. I want everyone to be able to thrive in our, in our environment as, as ready as it is right now. Right? right. So I think that, um, authenticity and honesty, yes. true servants, a leader servant, right. Yep. And kind of a leader servant. And I, I feel like a cool even saying that, cause you know, I'm, I'm a leader servant. It just sounds silly. <laughs> you don't say that about yourself very often. Um, but you know, you don't, as a leader, you don't, you don't pull, you don't push you, you lead. Um, right. and I think that's, people have seen that in me, um, just in the community. So, well, and it's
0: yeah, leading I, by example. I, I think a lot of it is that you are a, you are the definition of a worker bee. Like yeah. you, you get shit done. You put in your time, you do the growing work. And, and as you said, authenticity, like that is what every candidate wants.
1: And that's you have the theme it. of this podcast yes. Yes. Like, framing and authenticity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I yeah. think you're right. Like I think nobody cared what who you aligned yourself with. What they saw was the work you do. Yeah, right. And I, I think that overcame a lot of I mean, you got a lot of votes. I yeah. mean, you really did. You overperformed a lot of people that have been on city council and, so, and a lot of
2: lifelong residents of Fort Thomas.
1: Right. Because you're a transplant. You've yeah, like been transplant. forever. Like, but like, yeah. yeah, you're still a transplant in this small right. city.
2: And I also approached it, you know, a lot of <clears throat> a lot of people in specifically in, in this city, and I, and I see it a lot in, in more conservative cities, but they, they get people running who just want to keep things the same. You mm-hmm. know, they just, they want to keep their small town feel. They want to keep things the same. They want to keep their city great, right? Right. That doesn't, that is called stagnation when you're <laughs> yeah. not growing. And I never approach any situation like that. You know, what, what can I do to expand? What can I do, you know, change is hard. Growth is hard it's tough to bring people with you on that journey. Right. But that's stagnation is not a good thing, especially for a community. And I'm not shy about that. I'm not shy about pushing growth and and pushing change. It doesn't mean I'm going to, again, as a leader servant, as a leader, I'm not going to push people in that direction, but I'm certainly going to bring up those ideas and get people thinking about those ideas. And I think, I think that spoke to some people in the, in the community.
0: I love that. When I think about local issues, um, you know especially living in Covington which is you know a larger city well a larger city in in Kentucky you know a city <laughs> of like 40,000 people and the fact is like the law here dictates our lives way more than any state law or federal law yep the the entire issue i the, the entire reason i ended up in Covington was because we had a hate ordinance passed in 2005 i want to say it could be off a couple years Um, but that was before like a lot of major cities around here. Uh, it was before Cincinnati had one. Uh, so this was the safest place for me to move. Um, and it's just, it's amazing how local laws can save your life or make your life better before, before larger legislation walks in. Uh, what are some, what are some like examples of like local legislation that you guys have seen that have made a major impact in your lives?
2: Um, I think you I think the fairness ordinance, I mean, that doesn't that necessarily impact my life I'm, as a straight person with children and all that shit. But, you know, I, I wanted to be in a community that where everyone feels safe. I want to be in yeah. a community where everyone feels like they are treated fairly. And that's really important to me. Um, so that's, that's something that I was really thrilled to see Fort Thomas pass no, two years ago, Crimson, was that two years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know if my son's going to be gay. I don't know if my daughter's going to be gay. I don't know what world they're going to live in, but I want them to know that their leaders are preparing for that world. Right. I mean, we flew a rainbow flag at our house for like almost all summer long. And we had
2: a lovely note. Someone dropped off a lovely note on our door uh, one day that was just like, you know, I'm a gay person in the community. It means so much to me that you fly this flag. Um, And it made me, I mean, I cried. I mean, like, it, I was just so yeah. happy. I mean, even if, if it was one, per- I don't care. Like one person felt at home here because I showed that I was, I was you know, I was in
0: their court, you know? I- no, it means a lot because you're taking, you're taking the visibility off of us. Warning a gay has been detected. Like it yes, does, it's yeah. not just gay people flying it. It's not
1: just black people putting up Black Lives Matter flags. Right. My neighbor just put up a huge Black Lives Matter flag and they have like the perfect porch for it. <laughs> and they hung it like, you know, vertically. And so it like, Waves in the wind. I, I love, love it. They're between Over two bumpers. So I'm like, you people are awesome. I want to be your friend, but it's COVID. So afterwards, I'm gonna knock on your door.
2: Well, and Missy, back to your question about like local issues. Like so Fort Thomas has a pit bull ordinance, right? You can't own a pit bull in in city limits, right? And there's also state legislative, like, I I don't and don't ask me the any bill numbers or anything like that, but there's something on the state docket somewhere in, the, in that Frankfurt ether, that is talking about um, making the pit bull or any kind of dog ordinance, taking it off the books in local places. So it's that kind of home rule stuff. So at, what kind of city do we want to be? You know, if, you, if the state makes that decision for us, then it takes the control out of our hands. Now, I don't particularly love the pit bull ordinance. I think it's a little, a little antiquated and racist. Um, but it's up to our city to make those decisions. Right. So, yeah, just because I don't like it doesn't mean that that it's I mean, I'm, I don't I would rather it not be on the books in Fort Thomas, but I also don't think the state should say no, no, no city should have that. Right. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, that's that's something that's so hyper local that I just I, I that home rule thing is really
0: important. Yeah, no, wow. I'm really glad that you brought that up because Crimson and I were talking earlier about how local legislation works its way up into the system. Mm-hmm. And I literally could not think of any examples of it because everything that I've seen is our local government's passing amazing legislation and then the state government taking it away from us. Uh-uh. Yeah. 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 No, that's so, a
1: common problem.
2: Well, so lo- yeah, it absolutely is. And it's funny because it's <laughs> the irony is that it seems to be happening from legislators who want more, who say they want
0: more local control.
1: Yes. Well, that's, I mean, you just hit, you hit the nail on the head because when i rail on the reagan i mean you guys know me and my hatred for reagan reagan but, is the reason for a lot of our issues right now so <laughs> i'm yes. with you in that camp we're in the consequence of reagan <laughs> uh i think trump though put a nail on his coffin for good mm-hmm. but anyhow um <laughs> but i think that was part of the reagan idea philosophically was we need federal government out of our lives, right? It should be done at the local level. And I think that's part of the reason Democrats have been weak on this point because we are more federalist by nature. Mm -hmm. We do believe more in the federal government. And so we have invested more of our resources to the federal government as a result of our ideology. And we're missing the point of like, It doesn't matter if you aren't protecting at the local level, like you have to get the full range, but it is very interesting that Reagan worked so hard to build local up and yeah. now they were ready to like give authoritarianism to Trump Right. And our state house right now is like, fuck your local bills. We're going to do whatever the hell we want, like school or, choice or whatever yeah. it is. We're going to override you. And there was some state that's that was like local places passed. And was it Georgia or Florida? The
2: local the local jurisdictions and passed mask ordinances and mask mandates. And then the governor came in and said, no, nah, you can't do that. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. We that was want. in
1: Texas. Yeah. yeah. Their
2: community wants to be safe. What's wrong with that? <laughs> like that's, yeah, that their, that's San Antonio. to decide.
0: Yes. Republicans Crazy. have amazing
1: strategy and we need to steal it. Yeah. Well, it's really hard, hard to steal a strategy decades. of just like going whichever direction you, that's not
0: the strategy. The strategy was build from the bottom and take over the top. And when you take over the top, you control the bottom. Yeah. That's it's an amazing strategy. Yep.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: really. And it worked. Yeah. yeah sure I mean, they almost overthrew democracy. They have the Supreme Court. I mean, we have the presidency, but they have everything else. And so the, another thing, well, sorry, back to the topic of local. <laughs> this is why I'm here. Oh my
2: gosh, you're making us stay on topic. Um, we
0: love it.
1: Connie's <laughs> so the I best did, organizer I in to, Kentucky. I, um, yes. I
2: can't help it. Um, I did want to point out that local ordinances and local laws getting passed is a really great way to sandbox ideas that then get raised up to the state level and then maybe even the mm. federal level, right? But so right. if you look at something like the fairness ordinance, one of the reasons it's being it's being pushed and passed in cities and and the reason for that is so that it can get passed at the state level right because if enough right. cities do it, then the state can do it safely without you know causing roughly too many others, I suppose or you know if you sandbox it and see that okay, this works and it's good for it's good for those communities, therefore it will be good for our state um and then it just moves up from there. So that's that's a really important part of, of local politics is that, that idea of sandboxing policy and ideas. That's
1: a good point, yeah. Well, and it, it, so basically we've surmised that local politics, it builds your bench and your policy bench, right? Like it yeah, builds sure. the ideas and it builds yeah. the people that you need
2: All the things. to push that
1: up Talent. to the state. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, for sure. Talent, turnout, policy, all of the things.
1: Then it comes down to how... How do we get people to care about local? Right. I mean, because like the three of us are biased. Like we're all on our executive committees for our counties. We all do a bunch of free work for the party. We I'm not really biased though. (laughs) (laughs) No, you stay true to your values. I'm more of a (laughs) sellout than you. (laughs) I'll give you that, Missy. But I mean, it it really is hard when you talk to people about how to get engaged, because let's face it, federal policy is way more sexy, right? Presidential elections are way mm-hmm. more sexy. Senate elections. I mean, look at what we went through in 2020. Like in 2019, we had a primary that had a diverse set. Well, they're all white men, but diverse. <laughs> like <in> diverse. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> they were all diverse in thought. I think nobody um, told a joke about that at that. Point. All three Democratic candidates
0: for governor here. It's exciting
1: to see such a
0: diverse group of people. <laughs> uh, for a second, I was worried no white men would be running.
1: Oh, I regret yeah. saying that, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but we had you know three candidates that on a on a, scale, <laughs> on, a on a political scale they they did vary. Um, And we united after that. But then in, you know, as we've discussed in previous episodes in 2020, we didn't have that same unity. And I think a lot of it and a lot of the, I don't want to say resentment because I don't feel resentful or anything, but a lot of what we experienced in Connie and you can agree because you were on the EC at the time, Uh as we would have a lot of people that are like, I want to get involved. I want to get engaged. Um, How do I get on my graphs campaign? And it Mm -hmm. was like, damn it. I need you on 68. I need you on 67. I need you on city council. I need you on school board. I need you on like, I don't McGrath doesn't need you. She has a hundred million dollars. Like she has paid staff. Like you are not qualified to be paid. It's okay to take those
2: AstroTurf volunteers and put them towards local campaigns. Because the way I would sell it is when you, when you work for a local candidate, you're driving turnout, which is going to help Amy McGrath. Right. Right. By helping, by feeding the grass, by feeding the roots of the grass, right? By feeding that really, those really down ballot races, you're building the turnout.
1: No, you're right. Because all of it matters. And maybe that's something that we should learn as people that are in the party, which is how do we communicate that better, right? Like how do we frame that Mm -hmm. better? And how do we articulate that better? I would just tell people. Is that on us? Like, I guess part of it is on us to,
0: cause you know, Crimson as, as East, you know, as the head of the EC, you're the one receiving these volunteers and having some of them to McGrath. So part of it is on us to pull them in and get them interested local, but also like that, that top candidate. I really hope that it's in their, their mindset to help push these people to lower races. And,
2: and here's the thing. And, and this is where authenticity comes in really handy. You look at when we were running, when all of us were running in 2020 for that November election, McGrath, Rachel yeah. Roberts, Nancy Barget for the 68th. Mm-hmm. If you asked Rachel Roberts what she needed in her campaign, mm-hmm. her answer was always help Nancy Barget. We need more allies. It yes. was.
1: She was yes. always,
2: always, every time. And that's where authenticity comes in handy, right? I mean, that's real. That's, and then she's right. Yes. Rachel's right when she says that. She yeah. said, you know, I, my campaign's okay, I'm good. I need more allies in the state house, help Nancy, right? right. Cause she knows, cause all of that's just gonna keep funneling time, talent and treasure into Absolutely. these candidates. And it's just gonna build the grass taller. And, and that's what we need. We, you know, and when you, when you have really strong volunteers at the local level it's gonna help now how you get them there. Hey, if the sexy AstroTurf politicians wanna, wanna people wanna turn out for them, that's great. We need to make sure that those volunteers, when they get to us, know that that's the best way to help them. Right. Right. It, yeah. I know it's not as sexy as walking around with your McGrath door hangers or whatever, <laughs> um, or Biden door hangers or $2,000 check or, or whatever. bomber jacket. Mm-hmm. Right. Or my aviators. <laughs> like I, I get it. Like I get that, um, you know, student loan debt getting canceled won't happen at all. Apparently. Um, but
1: <laughs>
2: I love have- you guys. <laughs> better party of all of us um but if you help those those candidates locally it does help it does help the candidates at the top it Hell yes now um so that's i mean i think that's up to us to to, to spread that message when those volunteers come to us um and, yeah, I, and I think and, the, and the answer sometimes is you don't get mcgrath we need you
1: <laughs> yeah and and i yes. did do that very frequently um among because mcgrath I would send people her way and they would come back to me. So luckily, like at some point I stopped trying and I did what I needed to do um, for our local candidates. Um, And we, and COVID kind of messed it up, right? Because it was harder to find tasks for people for local campaigns. Cause I mean, in smaller districts, how many postcards can you really write? Um, But I think that, you know, even just having this conversation, even though I know you guys and we talk about this stuff a lot, um, it's making me like think how a lot of our messaging needs to go back to that local, like mm-hmm. how important it is. And now is the time because 2022 is our next election. We get a year off. Thank freaking God. Thank God. Yes. Not a year, a year off. It's not a year off. A year off of elections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of campaigning. We don't have to campaign this summer. No, yeah. no knocking doors this summer. Oh, no. um, well for registering. <laughs> i'm not knocking doors this summer i will i will facilitate it (laughs) um but i think that is something that i need to keep in mind of promoting why local like maybe you know that's a social media series or something we can do locally to really show people because to your point you're planting the seeds that grow the bench that grow the policies that grow the ideas That really work its way up into the state house because, you know, fairness is a great example. I don't know the count yet of like where we are with fairness of how many cities have passed it, but it's high. About two dozen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's exploded in the last two, three years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think that's a perfect example. At some point you're going to have like 75 of the hundred plus counties in Kentucky, that have it, and so it would be neglectful and yeah to not pass it at a totally. state level. So, is it passed in any county levels yet, or does it
2: just cities? no? It's just at city I Thought there levels. was one county that had passed it,
1: maybe Fayette, know.
2: maybe. But I'd like to see you know some some, some county action, especially yeah. in counties like ours where there's multiple cities within that county that have already passed it.
1: Yeah. And that's something we actually skipped through um, on the outline that I think we could probably explain to less political nerds than us. So for those that are like, okay, local versus county versus state versus federal, right? So local is typically nonpartisan, right? There's very, I don't know of any city councils that are partisan, but when we say local, we mean city level so we mean city council school board mayor. um county. mayor um and then when we go to the county depending on what county you're in and it, it varies but like at least in northern Kentucky then you get to your commissioner yep. fiscal court um your judge executive, who's like judge the, mayor, executives, of the yep. mayor
2: of the county, and then your fiscal court is like your, is the county council, the county city right. council, in a way.
1: And then county clerk, which is the people yep. that run your DMV and your voter registration and all that stuff. Yep. Prosecutor, prosecutor. Prosecutor, that's right. Yeah. Me mm-hmm. um, Too movement, just solve that at home. Fuck federal right. shit. Well, yeah. and what is... Right. Um, it's not AG, I'm, lo- I'm blanking. What is Michelle Sodgrass in Campbell County? Community the attorney. Commonwealth Attorney, Commonwealth right? Commonwealth Attorney, yeah. Yeah, so that is also like a county race. And so those are county and then the mm-hmm. state would be And there's, like, also, there's also Sheriff and Jailer. Sheriff and Jailer, that's right. Yep. Um, so Sheriff, you pay your
2: taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully that's the only reason you know your Sheriff. <laughs> yeah, I mean- they do car Um, inspections too and then state would be our state house reps our um, our state state senators senators, and that's really it right And And, well no well well, then our constitutional offices which is secretary of state agriculture fish stuff um, uh, the um, the nature shit I know what you're thinking I could sit on this well guess again look at these spikes nature doesn't want gays here yeah uh the treasurer the i'm trying auditor. to think. auditor yes auditor i'm just thinking of all the positions <laughs> in the village people <laughs> and then governor so those are our state our state elect elected positions and so that's what we mean by local i think what we mean by local in this podcast is really like the city and county level yeah. um and those are so which is plenty.
2: which is plenty it's a lot, it's a lot. yeah and so, they're all getting elected in 2022.
1: Yes. Yeah, so 2022 is going to be a big year because we don't have a president. And so hopefully, well, we do have a president, hopefully. <laughs> um, uh, but we don't, have we, race. Won't. we don't have a race. So I hope because we do have there has been a major swing in people willing to volunteer right now. Yeah. Um, Trump did bring a lot of people off of the sidelines. It's almost like Bernie brought a lot of people off in. 16 on the left and Trump kind of brought a lot of the middle people off the sidelines to kind of contribute and so I've been fielding calls I probably get three a week of people that want to get engaged in some way and a lot of them are talking local because we're gearing up for a local election I mean in 2022 we're only going to have local we're going to have our city council our city or mayor in Fort Thomas some other cities will have uh, mayors we have our county clerk we have commissioners we have i mean almost everyone's up. all the
2: all the county offices all city councils
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: i think all I think all mayors i think um and then state reps uh state reps and some state senators and then you've got state uh federal representatives and and as a word of warning you know if we're talking about partisan nonpartisan, there are Things afoot in our state house right now that are so right now, nonpartisan races that are local are judges,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they there is some action and some movement towards making
0: judges pardon. I hate that judges are partisan at all, I hate that they have to be elected at all. I hate all of right, this. oh but that's that could be really damaging.
1: Yeah. I don't want them to be partisan at a theoretical level, but at a practical level, I'd kind of rather know where you stand. And I, I mean, I our state supreme court is partisan when we run our, our state yeah. supreme court candidates, and it is kind of nice in the sense that you know where they stand. But you can um, find out where they stand.
0: Research them,
1: right? Some and, depending on their but,
0: experience, but yeah, but voters aren't new. No. Voters don't research at no. all. No. And so they're going to vote for whatever is behind their name. So if you're in Kentucky and you're a Republican judge and you're shitty, but you're a Democrat judge and you're great, they're going to vote for the Republican. No matter what.
1: Yeah. No matter what.
0: You're always going to lose. I mean, unless you want to have like fucking orgies with Don Gentry, like you're not getting through.
1: So you want to closet the Democrats?
0: Yes. And also have orgies with Don Gentry. (laughs) Long to do less. No, but closeting works, especially at the local level. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like Connie is a super progressive uh slash socialist yeah um, I'm a socialist you haven't heard no I'm sorry like, I'm a communist communi- whatever they want, have whatever whatever they want to call her at the national level but she does her shit at the local level and she's authentic and she can get elected because right like, there's no like there's no stigma attached to her as a d you know right. and and I ran for city council twice and the first time was as like a crazy republican who wanted to build a wall and I placed last <laughs> the second time I ran was during COVID where I didn't do shit for it. And I paid $75 and no I out. Out. <laughs> people that spent like thousands and thousands of dollars because I was authentic during those two years. And I did shit. Right. You know, like it, this is like our opportunity to win based on yeah. who we are. So I don't, yep. I love not having the letters after our name.
1: Well, and who we are and what we do. Right. I yeah. mean, I think that's what, what's coming through in this conversation. You know,
2: what really helps candidates do the hard work? Well, at least it helped me when people donate to you, because like these people are financially invested in me. And now it's time to put up or shut up because now I have to do the work that I promised those people that I would do because you're beholden to them. Like you're, you're, which is why, you know, taking big corporate donor donation money, maybe not so great, but you know, like I want to, when people believe in you, it helps you believe in yourself and you want to get out there and do the work, you know? Um, so to that regard, donate to your local candidates early,
1: Early, (laughs) early, early, early. That is something that we saw in the twenty twenty cycle that hurt so many candidates. It was like checks rolling in a few weeks before election. And when you have like especially with COVID with mail in and all of the options, it's too late. Like these candidates need the money immediately. So if you know someone running for a local race in 2022, it is not too early to start cutting checks. No, like, Give them money time. when they announce. They need to yeah. buy
0: signs. They need to buy shirts. They need to buy shit. It takes weeks to produce those things. Yep. Give them money. You can't do yep. anything the week before.
1: And keep in mind to people listening, local races are not, you know, these aren't like, this isn't the Amy McGrath $100 million race. No, right? no. I mean, we're talking they need three to five grand to like... <laughs> Run these races, and three to five grand. If you have enough people willing to donate twenty, fifty, a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. it's not hard to get there. And that's all they need, and they can make huge impact in the dialogue and the narrative. Even yes. if they're in a super minority, I mean, yep. luckily, Connie, you are not. I mean, I feel like our our we have a pretty balanced city council now, yes, which we do. makes me very happy and thoughtful. Um, I, think. <laughs> I, I think we're pretty balanced, yeah. and um. And I think we have good diversity in terms of mindset, Mm -hmm. not other metrics, but Mm -hmm. we at least have women on council now, which is a new change, Um, but it's not a lot of money. So anyone listening know that if you have a state house rep running, you have a city council member, a school board, don't be shy to send $10 their way because those types of donations really add up in these local races and have a way bigger impact than a $500 donation to a Senate candidate. They yes, really do. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So when I, it, when I ran, um, for County commissioner, I did most of my fundraising in the spring and summer. Um, I think when all was said and done, I raised about $10,000, which was amazing. Wow. Um, and spent every penny of it on <laughs> all kinds of, all kinds of things. Um, and then when I ran for, um, city council, uh, my goal was no more than I didn't want to raise more than $3,000 because I didn't want to have to file that paperwork with the state, right? Because there's a whole yep. set of parameters and a whole set of um, bookkeeping that you have to keep track of when you raise more than 3000 So I definitely wanted to keep it below three. I did. I was just shy of it. And it all came in like early, early on. And I asked nice. for it early on purpose. Um, and I said, this will be the only time I ask you, but if you could give me just a little bit of chunk change, like your weekly latte, and I'm good. You know, and I only asked a hand, like one or two times and I raised everything I needed and I was off to the races and it was great. Um, and do you think
1: that's a learning you learned from running for, for commissioner first? I,
2: I absolutely think that was part of it. I also think that I, it, part of it was a learning curve and it, but a bigger part of it was that I had a reputation already. Right. People yeah. knew me already at, and they knew I, I worked hard when I ran for county commissioner. I didn't waste money on stupid stuff, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think that mattered, Right.
0: Absolutely.
2: Um, they know that I'm not going to raise a bunch of money and then do a bunch of digital or TV ads. Right. <laughs> right. You know, like it went to it went to this, the materials and the stuff that you needed to get the volunteers out. You know, it went to postage for postcards, it went to printing postcards, it went to some signs, but not a ton of signs. Um, and it went to door hangers that all got out. I mean, I I ordered like 5000 door hangers and I, we got them all out.
1: I can't believe that when you ordered it, I'm like, Connie,
2: you're fucking crazy. And then <laughs> I ordered way too many door hangers, but we got them all out, you know, and that's yeah. what
0: so. you get yeah. really good bulk discounts.
2: Yes, you do. Yes. The more you buy. And it was a lot easier for me to get them out this time. I didn't do any targeting. I mean, Christine, you and I had talked about this. It's a nonpartisan race. We just put door hangers on every, I would just give a volunteer
1: a stack of door hangers and they would just do their street. Was- i'll be honest though atticus failed in that regard because he was scared of trump signs so he you know what trump that's houses. okay
2: but i have to tell you i had like when i was doing door door hangers um i typically did um, um early morning walks um or during the day my kids would go play at a playground and i would do like the three streets like right close to the playground right and um i had some really great
0: conversations with some trump supporters you
2: know and both of them were like we're gonna vote for you i was like well thank you
0: yes the one thing i will say about trump supporters is i feel like that they just get kind of like discarded by the democratic party yes but a lot of them voted for trump because they just want authenticity and that's it and that's why i feel like candidates like booker and rachel roberts and connie can pull those people over because they really just want to know that they believe what you believe right they wouldn't feel comfortable in you
2: right and they have a point of view that i might not agree with yeah. But if I'm, if they're going to be a constituent, I have to at least hear them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just because they may come at a problem from the right and I may come at a problem from the left doesn't mean we don't have the same problem, right? Like, right. it's like, what's that mo- There's like a movie symbol where there's a, a thing hanging and from one side, it's a square shadow. And from the other side, it's a circle shadow. It's the same issue. We just see it from a different angle. And if we can see the issue from a similar angle, that is so
1: helpful I mean, that's right. that's half the battle right there. So which is why I love the idea of having I, I mean, I don't want a progressive utopia with no other voices. Like I feel like we learn and grow from one another from productive sure. dialogue, but the productive dialogue is what's died. It's and that's really what you can bring back at a local level by having these nonpartisan races and going door to door, to door and having yep. these conversations because it breaks down the barriers of it's going to be really hard to believe Connie is a commie uh, (laughs) after you talk to her. Right. Like it's, it's a lot harder to paint you with that brush once you've had that conversation. For sure. Cause it's, it's like, that doesn't really match with the person that was at my house. And so that's part of why local is so important in building the bench, because Mm -hmm. as you move your way up and I'm not insinuating you're going to, but if you wanted to move your way up, you're building that network. Uh, but I think that as you build that, the community kind of stays the same, especially in our community, right? People don't leave. I mean, my neighbors haven't left in 40 fucking years. They aren't going anywhere. And so as you build your way up, you've had those conversations and it's way harder to send out a mailer that says Connie is a commie and she's going to like, Connie votes with Nancy Pelosi. Like, like,
2: no, Nancy, what?
1: I was, and, you know, I w- I was, and with you, it'd be like, I don't know Nancy, and I don't fucking want to know Nancy. No, I don't want to know her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know her ever. Exactly. Um, I so remember when I was running for commissioner and knocking on doors, and, and uh, it was around the Brent Kavanaugh hearings, right? It was like uh, right around yeah. that time. And people beer. were so, I love beer,
0: and I like to booth
2: beer. I don't even know what boofing is.
0: Really. I don't know either. No, that it was said. I assume it means putting beer in your asshole. I think it means. <laughs> But I can think
2: of a lot more fun things to do with beer than that. I, I can um, too,
0: but it's Brett Kavanaugh.
2: Yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, people were bringing that up at doors and I was like, you know, I'm running for, for county commissioner. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then like one guy wanted to talk about abortion. I was like, well, I appreciate your perspective. Like my three-year-old son is like with me as I'm knocking on doors and this guy wants to talk about abortion. And I'm like, I'm like running for county commissioner. That's I really, that has nothing to do with that, but I'm happy to have that conversation with you. I was like, well, what if you run for something more? And I was like, well, then don't vote for me when that happens. Like, I don't like like, deal with the problem in front of you. Don't
1: create problems that don't exist. (laughs) Exactly. No, that's such a good point. Yeah. Well, so how do we feel like we can encourage people to engage in local politics? Uh,
2: I I mean, some of it's messaging from the county, from the local party, but that is so hard because some people Mm -hmm. don't want to be involved. At that level right, right? Yeah. and it's and it's also really hard for people like us to have perspective because we we are so engaged and we are so involved that we don't understand we i don't remember a time when i wasn't and i know that eight years ago or six years ago or whatever i didn't know who my state rep was you know and now i'm calling paper so it's like it's so hard to remember who that person was and how that how would that person have gotten involved and i'll tell you how i did get involved was an executive committee member walked up to my door and gave me information on Reorg.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's how
2: I became a Bernie delegate. That's how I got involved on the EC. That's how I ended up running for office. You know, I mean, it's it's like, it's that personal connection. I was invited in. Right. Somebody walked up to my door and they invited me in.
1: Yeah. And And I know it's time consuming, but- it's, that, that it's time consuming, is, but it's less time consuming than bitching on Facebook, right? Yeah, like and I it's mean, way it's,
2: more productive.
1: <laughs> and think about how many hours of, of of worker
0: bee status they got from you from walking up to your door, right? Thousands wow, of hours You're of work. Payout. I'm
1: yeah. gonna call out Paul Whalen. Thank yeah. you. You <laughs> got Whelan. us. The, you got us the best worker bee in the goddamn state. But Paul, but Paul, you know, I had a Bernie sign in my
2: yard, and Paul walked up to the door and hand, handed me information on Reorg.
1: Yep. And so for those listening, we're getting ready to go into reorg. You can find out more information. I don't know if it's on your website, Missy. So I'm going to plug the Campbell County website. If you go to the Campbell County democratic website, you can find out about the reorg and how to get involved. You also can always get in touch with me or Missy and we can connect you with the right people or listen to our podcast. And I was just about to say, we have a whole hour where we talk about the reorg and how it works um, and that really is yeah, the best fuck way, the man. just listen to us. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, it's and that is the best way to get involved. And for people that don't want to get involved in that level, just keep us follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, follow us because we need volunteers when the time comes. So you don't have to engage at all levels. You can lean in and lean out as needed. And I'll um, tell you, everyone has strengths and weaknesses, right? and and my activist,
2: my activist organizer person will tell you, there are so many roles to fill. Mm-hmm. Not every campaign needs a campaign treasurer, but I guarantee you that candidate would be so grateful for a home cooked meal for their family, especially if that candidate has kids to feed at home, right? Right. I can't tell you how hard it is to really run a campaign when you've got kids at home. So it's like feeding, helping me feed my family, wa- watching my kids when I, go, when I go knock doors, right? Because right. nothing is going to help people than the candidate themselves knocking on doors. So go baby, if the candidate has kids, babysit their kids, you know, then
0: COVID's your over. your kids
2: anytime. Okay, my kids are awesome, by That's the way. I just, I've never thought are. about these things. But there are so many ways to help. Like, yes, money is great. Yes, volunteering and writing postcards is great. But if you don't want to do that, Bake bake my bake a cookies because they missed our, you know, because I wasn't home to bake cookies one day. Or you know, like whatever. Like there are so many things that you can do to help candidates. So think outside the box, you know. If you like to knit, I don't know, knit some booties, baby booties that say like your candidate's name, like whatever. There is a there is a place for you. (laughs) I promise you a candidate can use you.
1: Yes, that is so, so true. Um, so yeah, so get to know your local party. Get to know the people involved. If you ever have questions, go to your local party. Don't be hesitant. And this is something Republicans have been so good about. I don't know if you guys saw, but Ben Sass is getting threatened to be primaried and he put out a thing to a state central committee saying, I'm not going to fall in line on Trump and this is why. And, you know, the the county parties have a lot more power than people know, mm-hmm. but they're also a resource. So yeah. if you, to Connie's point, if you're like, I don't want to get in the policy weeds. I don't want to knock doors. I don't want to write postcards. I don't cook it, cook a meal mm-hmm. offered to, um, if you have a beautiful home or a beautiful space that your office has offer offered up for us to have a meet and greet there. If right. you yeah. love baking offer to do a bake sale for us. I mean, there's like think outside of the box we for get sure. to redefine politics mm-hmm. in the new era i mean trump definitely took the old era of politics and lit that shit on fire it's over <laughs> we get to redefine it and everyone gets to engage i'm a firm believer you meet people where they are yeah and for sure. if where you are is you're busy but you have time to throw you know a lasagna in the oven and take a home-cooked meal to a candidate. That does so much more for their mental health and their stability and their sense of support from their community than postcard writing could even do. Because
2: if your best friend really wants to go knock doors for a candidate and they have kids, watch their kids. Like it's a whole spider web of stuff, right? Exactly. It's, It's not just the candidates family. It's like the candidates volunteers need support too. And the more we can support each other in any way at all, it's all gravy.
1: Right. And if you have skills like marketers or web development or graphic design or we print want you. design yeah. or yes. social media, any yes. of those skills are always needed and we can always find a place for those. So, anyone listening, reach out to your local county, um, you know, the chairs or anyone that you know on the executive committee or just email the generic website or send a Facebook message. Because we will find a way for you to get involved and it doesn't have to necessarily be okay come to the reorg and be a precinct captain and do all of this stuff which you can go to and listen to our fourth episode about the reorg um, and learn what that means but We wanna meet you where we can meet you because we know time is a very hard thing to come by, but we also know many people who work multiple jobs, have kids and they find the time to bake a dish to send to a representative. They find the time to do these things. And if we as Democrats really want to reclaim our state, we have to start making the time, no matter how hard that may be. Yep. And even if that's an hour a week, that's still one extra hour that we didn't have the week before. And so there is no pressure of like how much you're contributing. We just want you to contribute because it does so much for, I mean, I'm not a candidate. I'm just on the executive committee. Right. And it means a lot to me because it shows the work that we're doing isn't isn't pointless. It, yeah. it shows that we have support from our community to do the work that we're doing. And so get engaged um, for sure. But before we wrap up, unless you guys have anything else you want to say about getting people engaged, I want to ask Connie fun questions.
0: I'll do it.
1: Maybe. I mean, they aren't that fun. They're nerdy fun. Or All right. And scale questions. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so who do you think is He's like, our...
2: Oh, I want to see. No, sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, Missy doesn't have these. She, she had them oh. last time with Rachel. She got to write them this time. I did. Oh, um, but these are, these aren't as fun. Um, okay. So who do you think is our bench for the democratic party? You can go God, county yeah. or state. Yeah.
2: Like real names. Um, I want to see Jason Kilmer run again.
1: Yes. I would like, I like to see
2: Rachel. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, like I love Rachel, uh, Rachel, obviously I'd like to see her, um, I think she's such a great person that um, I want to see her do more, more and better things, even though she's already amazing as she is. Um, I think we've got a couple of uh, people in Fort Thomas that need to start thinking about running for office. And I'm not going to name drop names because I don't want to throw anyone under buses, but I'll follow um, up with you afterwards. And then they know who messages. they
1: are. <laughs> We're
0: Democrats. We love accidents.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I'd like to
2: see some policy wonks that I know that, um, that we, we have people in common that I like to see run. Um, like I'd like to see Kara Stewart think about running. Yes. I think she's incredibly, she's passionate and authentic and really smart. And I like to see her do something with
1: all of that, even though she already is doing amazing things. And um, I'm from California, and she is so Kentucky, and she makes me want to be Kentucky. So Kentucky. We need more fishnets on the house floor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She will deliver.
0: Yes. Um, so, yeah, those, those are some.
1: All right. So there's a harsh reality that I'm going to have to say, and I hate to say it, but mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders may die at some point in the next mm-hmm. 10 to 15 years. Minutes? No, it's
2: not going to happen. We're going to. So
1: who's our next Bernie? AOC. AOC, that's a good yeah.
2: one. I mean, so it's her. I love. Um, uh, I'm gonna fuck up her
0: name. Um, I'm not even gonna stereotype there. Uh, Presley, and oh, not Nancy Pelosi. Uh, fuck no. <laughs> I think Bernie might outlive. I was Nancy. gonna say
2: Feinstein, but wait, no,
0: not her either. Um, Squeaky <laughs> defense.
2: Um. So yeah. Um. I love AOC. I think she's. I think she's authentic, and I think she. Um, savvy and knows what she's doing so
1: yeah she is okay last question what has been your favorite covid binge watch <laughs> there's so many um
2: i love bridgerton we already talked about vampire diaries how i've been hiding and hiding away and watching the teeny topper <laughs> vampire show i just need something totally mindless with so good people. and
0: bad.
2: yeah i just like mindless pretty people that's all i want um, like we've enjoyed Cobra Kai and I loved Shits Creek. Nice. Loved-
1: okay. Oh, let's back up to Cobra Kai. Is that that okay. bullshit from Karate Kid? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so bad. Oh my bad. God. It's it is so bad. Like, it's good. So bad. Like I am so not bad, into Karate but Kid, but like Taylor is on this kick. And I just finally was like, I can't do this with you.
2: Some of the, some of the lines, they're just like, <laughs> like, when I when I bonked your nose back at the car and, and I'm just like wait what what did that what is there, it's just, it's so bad
1: but I it's it's great maybe I'll it's, give it a try Taylor will be very happy don't to take know. it seriously well I don't take it seriously but I'm just like this is lame yes but it's so good because it's so <laughs> it's like the, you
2: know when you go back and watch the original Karate Kid you're you know you're like oh god this was this was what was so good and that's like yeah you know it's it's that same kind of nostalgic goofy karate
1: show maybe that's why i don't like it because taylor watches the karate kid like on at least a monthly cycle oh god. so no. maybe i'm just a little burnt i just rewatched the second
0: one i really enjoyed it
1: oh my god how am i out of this nerd fest <laughs> yes oh my god
0: and wow, I played dude. that soundtrack at Lil's all day. They so were so good. annoyed with me. Oh, oh my God. God. That song is so good. And yes. there's like the palm trees blowing and
2: you're
1: like, yes. <laughs> oh, so good. So oh good. my, I feel so out nerded right now. Like, <laughs> I have I never thought about like Buffy. Paper so. lanterns.
0: <laughs> oh my God, you need to watch Buffy. or we're, Yeah, we have to end this podcast. But-
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, one I week to up. watch
0: all seven seasons.
1: Okay, I mean, Buffy, I, I'm on board with. I need to watch Buffy. Yeah, I you know do. that that needs to, yeah. but Cobra Kai comes on once in a while, and I'm like, oh, God, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, right but mm-hmm. Creek was way, way better than Cobra Kai. Shit's Creek, it took me a while to get into, but I got to mm-hmm. be honest, like, is it Danny? Is it Dan Lovey, Eugene yeah. Levy's son? Yes. He is, like... You put him on a screen and yeah. I just, I feel that way about um, who was the actor from Veep and um, Arrested Development. Oh. I know him as Buster from. I don't know Buster. his name, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, what is his name? He was in Arrested Development and he, was he Buster in Arrested Development? Yeah. He was so. the youngest son. And then in Veep, he played um her like right hand man like her chief of staff yeah he is like one of my favorite actors and favorite characters ever um uh in tv so yeah good am i allowed to throw in
0: one last question before we end this of course all right connie let's imagine you're you're elected uh as as bernie sanders vice president and you're walking on stage yeah what is your walkout song Oh, see,
2: this is so hard.
0: Um, you okay. always stump people on that one. Missing. We're here for the hard hitting questions. I want to see you pivot. I, <laughs> <laughs> <So together. laughs> oh. uh,
2: I don't know because I'm not um, I love music, but I don't listen to a lot of popular music because I'm an mm-hmm. opera nerd. I work in Oh, opera.
0: That's fair. So
2: I listen to a lot of Class is, awesome. is there like a, a lot of musicals.
1: You're out nerding me again.
2: I'm sorry. I'm a big fucking nerd.
0: <laughs> so I'm thinking of Hamilton's right hand man would be Ooh, perfect for you. Good. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's
1: a good one. one. I
2: could do that. All
1: right. Yeah, I, could I, it, I like Guns
2: and, I, Guns and Ships. Guns and Ships
1: is, is oh, yeah. Guns and is so good.
2: Or, or any time when Hercules Mulligan comes on stage. Oh my god. Hercules yes.
0: Mulligan. Yes.
2: <laughs> you should see my kids dance to that part, and also sing the part about. Four sets of courses because I'm courses, always like, just
0: don't.
2: Just a don't. Over four sets of courses. Hard to have it, of course, over four sets of courses.
1: And my son's like, yeah. And I'm like, no. I know. Atticus <laughs> the other day was like, how does a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, thin, son <laughs> of a whore. <laughs> I'm like, um, is this bad? Am I winning? Oh. Am I losing? <laughs> I don't really know. Voice,
2: always think about whores and four sets of course, that's
0: intercourse.
1: Yeah. I mean, if this is the new hip hop, the hip hop I was listening to was like, F you be and blah, blah, blah. Like, so I'm, yeah. you know, uh, I figured it's Never a lot mind. better considering the historical context, but it's a um- step up. It's really funny to have like, so Connie and I, your son are the same age. her daughter's older um, and mine's younger, but um, they're obsessed with Hamilton. Like it is yeah. like, they know every word to every song, nice. like, Every... And my
2: son's name is Alexander, so he thinks it's about him.
1: <laughs> Which, again, I'm going to point out on a public forum, is hilarious <laughs> considering he established the capitalistic nature of our right. country and the <laughs> irony of our communist socialist bernie I naming her son He's after the capitalist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we call him Xander, so it's cool. It's cool. Oh, Xander's yeah. great.
0: Best character
1: on Buffy. Also Buffy, yeah. Oh it comes full circle on that note for we should just, end it. We just full circle well thank you connie for joining us thank you, thank so, you so much you are and, one of my fucking heroes i love you and thanks for running we needed you on city council we need representation and, and for i running. love it good race
2: i love it and i'm I'm learning everything i can and um I'm, i give our uh our city administrator must adore me because i'm always like you know, when you get more, the more information you get, the more dangerous you become. So I've got like a laundry list of things to talk to
1: <laughs> people about. Like We all know that well. <laughs> yeah. We're all pain in the asses for everyone, yes. but in a good way, like progress requires hard conversations. Absolutely. It requires self-reflection. It requires a bunch of things that none of us want to deal with us. And blackmail. I haven't gone the blackmail route, but maybe that's not my future the table. <laughs> Well, it's not for Republicans. So, no, I mean, Donald right. Trump controlled his caucus pretty damn well. And right? I have Donald Trump has I never controlled
0: how. his caucus.
1: <laughs> it's a All right, on that there. note, oh, that was good. thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode. Get involved <laughs> in local politics. I know the federal stuff is sexy, but the local stuff is going to impact you more. It controls your life. It, it- does does and we need you heard from Connie she's just one city council member in one small city we have lots of them all across northern Kentucky and the commonwealth they need your help if you can take a few streets and do some canvassing that makes a big freaking difference for us so get off the sidelines and let's let's recreate the Reagan model and let's do it right and instead of delivering Trump let's deliver unicorns and glitter and healthcare. yeah yes (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> love all right you guys. I love you all and thank you for listening guys. Tune in for next week's episode. Thank you Connie, thank you Crimson. See you guys in a week. How hey. <laughs> on the
2: British government I take the measurements information and then I smuggle it what? to my brother's revolutionary government and I'm under with the subtlety and I you love. See that's what happens when you won't forget the
0: B's we in the shit now somebody's got to shovel it. Hurt the leash my looking. I need no introduction.